Welcome to My Best 11 podcast. Today, myself and Marv are joined by a midfield player who's spent some time at Tottenham, Everton, Wolves, uh, Birmingham, and then was one of the first players that I remember uh, to go over and really do it um, in Spain himself. And it was a it was a big call to go over there, and I think he impressed a lot of people over there. And then Yo-Yo between Las Palmas, Sevilla, Walsall, um, and a number of other clubs there. Um, today, we are joined by Vinny Samways. How are you, Vinny? Hi, guys. Fine, thank you. And yourselves? I'm good, very ben. good. Marvin, Marvin, how's, um, how's life treating you? Good, good. Um, great to have um, an ex, like, opponent, a lad who obviously was, I mean, I think you're only two days older than me, Vin, actually, believe it or not. Um, came, grew up in the youth team, like playing against Tottenham and that stuff, had a few battles and got to know him through um, Mitchell later on in, in our careers. And obviously, um, as you can see, everyone, we've got Vinny on before Mitchell. No one knows where Mitchell is. Mitchell has been an absolute joke, by the way. Absolute <laughs> joke. Are you two so, yeah, calling I- Mitchell out live on air? Yeah, call him. Yeah, hey, listen. <laughs> trust me, he's done a lot worse. I don't know. Probably, to, I don't know if it's to, to Vin, but he's done a lot worse than me. Like off air, guaranteed. The man. Well, I'll tell you what. Him. Maybe what we'll do is, if he doesn't get on the next couple, next time we have somebody on, you can ring him live on a podcast and see what he says on the phone. That's true. That's, that's a good idea. Actually. That's <laughs> and then put him, idea. put him on the spot. Put him on the spot. But we're here to I talk was... about Vinny. Yeah. Um, and Vinny's done a little bit of dabbling. Um, when I was doing my research, done a little bit of dabbling in management. Um, a little bit, a little while ago, um, and now, as you'll find out in the podcast, what he's up to these days. So, Vinny's job is to pick the best eleven players he's ever set on a foot, set his foot on a park with. Uh, in professional games, could be two games or it could be three hundred games. Um, so, first question we always like to ask Vinny: What formation are you going for, and why with your team? Um, well, I've picked a, a four-three-three formation um, because the players that I've uh, I've got down, I think uh, the formation would suit them, um, and I think they would give most teams a good uh, good run for their money. Excellent. So, before we get onto your team, and without giving away names, if you were to put your team out against the best team you ever played in, do you reckon they'd win? Yes. There we go. You had to think about it, to be fair. Not bad. Yeah, I had to have a little think about it, Marv. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's, uh, these, these things don't come easy. You've got to think about these things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So we're going to dive straight in um, and we'll start off with goalkeepers. So those people who haven't heard, listened to the podcast before, Vinny will give uh, myself and Marv a few clues as we go. And then Marv and I won't get it. And then Vinny has to give us the name. <laughs> As you're listening, shout it out in the car. Annoy the person next to you in the tube. See if you can get it. Away you go, Vinny. Goalkeepers. Right. This guy played in a very successful team in the 80s. For me, an absolute legend. Great shot stopper. Brave. But was also amazing with the ball at his feet. Um, made numerous uh, appearances for his country. Um, and for me, would be one of the best goalkeepers of his generation. 
Was was he Norwegian? No. No. Okay. okay. Was he? I reckon. Looking at ex clubs, was he Welsh? Good man. Go on, Andrew's Good got man. it. Then go on, and Andrew, say it then. Was it Neville Southall? You've got it, the big man. Yes. Uh, I, see, I, again, I was thinking, I forgot about Everton. You've you done well because like, anyone who's played with Neville Southall has picked Neville Southall. Like, we've had him a few times, really, to be fair. A few oh, times. Yeah. And, when, and even when you think them days, uh, goalkeepers didn't really have to play out the back. Uh, yeah. The guy, we used to have head tennis competitions before training in the morning. His feet was amazing. He was like, Oh, top top goalkeeper. Yeah, was he? Um, obviously, when you were when you were at Everton, he was getting towards the back end of his career. Um, was there anything that he he backed off on, or was he still hell for leather, training fully um, all the time, and 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 that type of thing? And then also, did he help? Did he help the youngsters coming through? Could he see the next generation? Yeah, he was he was the first one into training and last one to leave. Um, Absolute, um, absolute gentleman, but I mean, trained like a warrior. Um, and obviously, you only got to go by a look at the career he had. Um, absolute, absolute top, top goalkeeper. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, oh, it, it was, like Marv said, everybody who has played with him was up against him. How many times did you beat him in training? Easy or hard? I'd never scored anyway, so I'm not even in training. <laughs> so what chance would I have? <laughs> did he did he suck when and they because we've had people on and talk about I know we're Luton fans and people like Les Seeley when they had an absolute suck when he's when somebody's God rest his soul when somebody scored against Les Seeley. Um was Neville like that or was did he see it as a challenge? Yeah, no, he didn't like anyone scoring against him. He took he took training games, i.e. five asides as as like it was a match day. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, he was proper. Proper trainer. Lovely. Lovely. Perfect. So, so we're moving on to defence. Um, so right back, left back, whichever one you prefer. We'll start with a left back. Right. So this guy, um, to make it a little bit easy, easier for you, I played with him when I came over to Spain. He's, uh, he was a Croatian international Wand of a left foot, an athlete like I've never seen, played for Juventus, played for Real Madrid, um, and like oh. I said, the Croatian international. Juventus thinks Frank. I can, I, I can see him. I can see him, but I, I can't say him. He got blonde hair, fair hair, fair hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not what I was thinking of. Oh, I can see him. Um, he, would have, he would have played so in the Croatian with the likes of Krosaneski. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh. That, those, those people. Oh! Go on. Um, Robert, hear. Robert. Um, I'm going to say his name wrong. Robert Yarny? Robert Yarny, exactly. See, Andrew, well done. Well dug out. I could, I could see him. I couldn't Andrew, get it. You know your football. 
Is that how you put it? Oh, oh, cheers, De- cheers, Vin. What? Hold on, I said I can see him. Give me a, give me a. Go. Was he, was he decent, though, Vin? Was he, was he decent? Was he, was Long he really man. good? He had a left, he had a left foot like a tin opener. It was like, it was amazing. Like, and he, he was an, he was like a train up and down the, the, yeah. the left flank. He was uh, top. top. I'm, listen, mate, he, I played with him at Las Palmas, but. You don't play for Juventus and Real Madrid and let no. you say about you. True, um, true, true. That's for sure. Definitely. And um, you said you mentioned before off air that you played on the left hand side for a little bit for Tottenham. Um, when you were at Las Palmas, were you playing on the left or in the middle? No, I only to, to be quite honest, uh, Andrew, I, I began my like my career sort of you want to call it a left midfielder. Because I was never a winger, say a left side yeah. midfielder when I got in the Tottenham side, but I was always more comfortable playing in the middle. But at the time at Tottenham, uh, when I was coming through, uh, the two or three guys that were sort of mixing in the middle um, was going to be very difficult for me to to get in there. But eventually, after a couple of years, then I obviously moved inside. Um, So that was uh, obviously my main position would be, say, um, centre midfield, which I felt more comfortable in. Vin, just want to ask you, um, you, you was one of the, I mean, very few players who made the move over to, to Spain. Uh, and it, it was, it came quite a bit out of the, out of the blue from obviously way up. I mean, I was seeing it. How, how did it come about? I mean, was it something, was it something you've always thought about playing abroad in? Yeah, to be, to be quite honest, I've um, always wanted at some stage in my career to go abroad. Um, where in Italy, somewhere, somewhere different. Um, right. This came around a little bit quicker than I thought because um, I was going through a difficult time at Everton um, and I just needed to, to have a change, if you know what I'm saying. As you know, it's, yeah. it's like if, if you don't fit in with a certain manager, they can make it difficult. Um, and I got the opportunity, which... I, I went and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had eight, eight and a half seasons or years and really, really enjoyed it. Excellent. Fantastic. And um, and do you think that your style suited Spain more then? In yeah, terms of your style I, of play? I think, yeah, I think so. Because uh, at the time, as Marv would know, um, in English football, it was more back to front uh, very quickly and sort of playing in the other team's half. Where now, if you look, every team plays that uh, from the back. And and for me, I think that was um, something that um, Spanish style of play was probably more suited to me than, than, say, in the UK at the time. I think things have moved on in the UK in terms of since the likes of Arsene Wenger and all those came in and change the mentality of the way they want to, their teams to play. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. so I, I, I possibly would agree with that, yeah. No, definitely. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan who actually, um, I mentioned you were coming on, and he said his old man always used to, um, unfortunately, give you a bit of flack by saying it was um, Vinny sideways, he used to say, in terms of passing the ball sideways. But... It's like you say that he's, and he admitted himself. He goes, it's much more what 
modern day football is about. It's about possession football rather than, like you say, quick, 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 get it forward as fast as you can. So you're almost ahead of your time or much more Spanish. So it's interesting you said that. When when um, when Ozzy Ardiles took over at Tottenham, he he was doing 20 or 25 years ago what Pep Guardiola yeah. was doing now. And Ozzy was too ahead of his time. If Ozzy was now still a manager, he would be playing the same way Pep Guardiola. It's all about possession um, and waiting for your time, being patient, waiting for the opportunity, and then obviously go for it. But obviously when we done it at Tottenham, um, it was great to play in, but we had a, a lot of difficulties and we had a season where um, we had to win away at Oldham to make sure we stayed, we stayed up, which we, we, which we did. Um, but then Aussie went on the following year. That's when I, I left to go to Everton. Then he bought Klinsman, uh, Dimitrescu. He bought, he bought some proper players in, in them. And he was just way, way ahead of his time. But now it would be, it'd be perfect uh, the, way, the way he wanted to play. Yeah, almost like Bielsa. Yeah. And it'd probably, yeah. probably be close to Bielsa in age, I'm sure. <clears throat> um, so anyway, move on to right back. <laughs> right, this one, I think you'll be... Right, it's... Uh... He played with me at Las Palmas, um, came through the youth ranks at Las Palmas, went on and signed for Deportivo La Coruña and had a, a tremendously successful career in La Coruña and become a full Spanish international. And again, um, unbelievably mobile and um, just a top, top player. I'm gonna I'm gonna to be totally honest and say I'm I'm in, I'm not gonna get that. Gonna, how many times did you play for Spain, Ben? Did it a, a few times or quite a lot? Sorry, mate. How many times did you play for Spain? A few times or quite a lot? I ain't gonna get this. I know I'm not. Quite a lot. Did he? Quite a lot. Yeah. It was in that era when La Coruña were amazing, weren't they? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he he, he he would have been playing in the Lacaronia side with the likes of um, it would have been when the Brazilians. Uh, what's his name? Not the um, was it? Deep, oh, what's his name? The midfielder, little dark-haired midfielder. Did you play with him? Was it? Was it? There was. There was. It was. It was. They had the mid. Fran. They had the um, the Brazilian. Um, what's his name? The silver. Um, they would have had uh, up front. I mean, they had a proper, proper lacquer on your side. Yeah. And, um, and he went there, sort of coming through the ranks from Las Palmas and then just took off and had a really, really. Then he got a bad injury in a, <clears throat> in a derby against Celta Vigo, which is their derby. I mean, a bad break of his leg and. Uh, I mean, he, he carried on playing until he was <clears throat> 35, 36 for Lacaronia. The only right-back I remember around then was somebody like Ferrer. He was Spanish and right-back, wasn't he? But I don't think he ever played for Lacaronia. Yeah, I think he's, he's more Barca. He's, 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 he's a lot younger than Ferrer. Younger. 
Nah, go on, Ben. Nah. You got us. Nah, go on. Go on. Manuel Pablo. Man, I should know that. Manuel Pablo. There you go. You got yeah. us, Vinny. You got us on our right back. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you actually, you actually, well, you, you're two one up anyway. So <laughs> give me one back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Technically, if we're keeping scores, it's two one zero, but we're not keeping scores. Go on, um, that's fine, that's fine. You, 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 listen, you, you did this last time, remember? And then it backfired on you. And then when I said to you, and you kept coming with like, you had the blank for about four on a spin. And I killed Very true. Very true. Very true, Mar. Very true. Uh, so we move on to centre-backs. Right. Centre-backs. Um... The first one I will start with is uh, came from Rangers, Scottish international. Um, you should have this, Andrew. And one of the most comfortable centre-halves, apart from Marv, <laughs> one of the most comfortable centre-halves I've seen in the group. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean I got... a proper, proper athlete as well. Look at Andrew's and face. for someone I... not... I've I got could it. rattle. I could rattle Sorry, names no. off, but I don't know if no, I should rattle a load of names off. You see, you should see. That's why you should always keep quiet now. See, I'm, I'm as soon as you said Rangers, bang, I got it straight away. Now you get it's come to haunt you. Come on. All right, I'm going to go. I bet he gets it. David Unsworth. What? He's not Scottish. Is Dunsworth he from Rangers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what no, we're talking about football, Andrew. David Unsworth's a footballer, <laughs> yeah. But David Unsworth is not Scottish, isn't he? He's not Scottish. Oh, there we go. Apart no. from that, sorry, David. Right, oh, he's I'll, a scouser, isn't he? <laughs> Andrew, all right, Andrew, Richard Goss. There you go. There you go. See, you go, right, where you did you get Richard Goff? At Tottenham. I never knew he played for Tottenham. There we go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was a proper centre-half, wasn't he, Ben? Proper centre-half. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. Top, top class. Top, top class. I mean, for someone that was not, I don't know what he's, six foot, six foot one. Hey, mate, he could jump. That's for sure. Um, he good? Yeah. Very, very good. Bit of a rough very and tumble? Good. Rough and tumble man? Mate, he could do everything. He could play, and obviously, if he had to mix it, he could mix it. No, he could handle himself, that's for sure. <laughs> a good player, really, got a real top top player, to be fair. Um, yeah. Vin, just going back to, to you again, like, we talked, we touched about it a little bit ago, about you was a, you was a technical player, you was, in my opinion, a gifted player, and you, you made your debut for Tottenham, what age was it? 18. 18. So, I mean, we we even talk nowadays about the so-called the Letizia's, all those sort of flair players didn't really get as much credit as they did. But I I saw, you know, you played close to 200 games for Tottenham before leaving and you got into the team and, and then at a time where, like we spoke about, it's, it's difficult because obviously it was a little bit of a hurly-burly and I remember you being obviously not exactly um, getting too wet when it rained because you weren't exactly massive in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? You was very light. No, you just, just, just stand under the umbrella. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but 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 my point my point being is that, like I said, you you did get into the team at, at a young age, and you and you stayed in for a little while, didn't you? By your own right. Yeah. No. Obviously, listen. I'm I'm really proud. Obviously, the amount of games I played there, and I believe I would have played a lot more if I didn't, because it was me who asked to leave. Um, so all right. Um, so it wasn't where the club wanted me at. And Aussie, at the time, who was the manager, he did everything to, to keep me there. Um, but I just I just thought I needed a change, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, sometimes the grass ain't always greener on the other side, as they say. And that's what you was... found when you went to Everton. What's that? And that's what you found when you went to Everton. What was different? Well, obviously, Mike Walker, um, he was a manager at the time and he'd done a amazing job with Norwich and again I like the way he played um, so Mike signed me and within six eight months whatever he got the sack and then Joe Royal come in and um, Joe had his way he wanted to play and you respect that and I, I definitely weren't the first and I won't be the last player that um, might not suit the way the manager wants to set out his team and um, um, going back to you again, was was Tottenham always going to be the team that you wanted to play for, or was or did you go anywhere else as a as a kid? Was it always going to be Tottenham? Well, I, I I'd had opportunities to go to most of the London clubs, but I was always a Tottenham supporter. My family's always uh, supported Tottenham, so it was a, like a dream for me to to play for them. Um, and you know what it's like coming through the ranks, mate. You. You've got to have a lot of luck on your side as well, and unfortunately, I was uh, I was given a lot of help by the club and and a lot of support, so it really helped me. Fantastic. Do you, still, do you still go down there as when you can? Still go down to the new White Hart Lane? Obviously, post I know COVID, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't been to the new stadium, but they invited um, me and my son over for the when they had the last game of the season at White Hart Lane against Man United. They invited a few old players and it was lovely to get invited over uh, by the club which was was really nice lovely fantastic so next to Richard Goff who have we got another very very good centre half not only a very good centre half amazing person for what he achieved with having a medical issue to deal with at the same time Full England international, um, as brave as they come, and captain decide for many years. A good centre half pair in that, Gary Mabber. Yeah, yeah. Good man, good man. You got that one quick, Nod. He's all right around the same. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know what, Ben? Ben, I had the last three, but I thought I let Andrew have a go. But I thought let me just speak up and say one. Just so like yeah, everyone yeah. knows that I do know a little bit about the stuff. You do know a bit about football, yeah. You've got to come up. You've got to quite a bit of then, not you? <laughs> Gary Mabbott and Richard Goff, did they... They played together for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More they, um, what were they like as a parent? Do you reckon that they, they, they complemented each other or do you think sometimes they were too similar? Because obviously you say Richard Goff was a, a ball player and Mabbott wasn't exactly a thug, was he? No, but they both, uh, yeah. I think they complement each other. They both, um, they read the game well, um, understanding of the game. So I think that was a very good pairing. 
Oh, and both, yeah. obviously, captaincy. Um, if you've got Mabbott or Goff, I know, obviously, Mabbott was captain for quite a while at Tottenham. Goff at uh, Rangers. Who do you think um, makes the better captain? Well, I can only speak of um, of Gary Mabbott as, as being a top, top captain from when I played under, under him. Um, had the total respect of the, the dressing room. Spoke well, wasn't a screaming shatter, but when he spoke, you listened. Um, so um, both had uh, very good qualities in communication. So whoever would have had the armband would have done a good job. But uh, Gary was a top, top um, captain. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Fabulous. So what we can do is we're going to pause it there. Um, and we'll come back after this short break from our sponsors to hear the rest of Vinny uh, Sandways' My Best 11. Hi, I'm Kelvin Davis. This is Sean Deitch. This is Ricky Hill. My name is Kevin Nichols. My name is Mark Pembridge. Hi, my name's Rebecca Lowe. Kevin Gallen. Hi, my name is Mick Harford. My name's Steve Davis. This is Ian Foyer and Kevin Foley. My name's Graham Alexander. And you're listening to... And you're listening to My Best 11. My. My Best 11. My Best 11 podcast. Great, so we're back for part two of uh, Vinny Samway's My Best 11. So far, we've got Neville Southall, Robert Yarning, Manuel Pablo, and Richard Goff and Gary Mabbitt in the centre of defence. Just going back to your um, your time and um, at Tottenham coming through, uh, you mentioned it was a club you you and your family always always um, supported and you always loved. Um, obviously, coming it, did that make things harder for you because um, you supported them? Do you think um, did it give or did it give you a bit more desire? Um, and if you'd have gone to say a Chelsea or an Arsenal, even though that probably would never have happened, do you think that had made things a bit easier? Or was there a bit more pressure from the family because it's Tottenham? You've got to make it at Tottenham because they're our club, mate. Uh, well, I think at, at the end of the day, wherever you go, there's going to be pressure trying to obviously get to, to where you want to go. But um, no, I think it was actually more um, more determination to, to make it at a club that you've always wanted to make it at. Um, so there's pressure in any club you go to. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, for me, it was it was something I took on board and had a great youth system, good coaches, good people around. So yeah, so the transition weren't very difficult. Fantastic. So we move on to um, a midfield. So I'm not quite sure how you're going to position these three. Um, I'll I'll let you explain and take it away, uh, Vinny. Well, whatever what I do with these three. You probably need three footballs. Um, to, you know, if we actually put the three of them in midfield together, you would have to have three balls in the game, which I think by law is not allowed. But we'll go for it. So the first one, for me, possibly one of the best midfield players of his time in the world. If I'm correct, and again, I think Italy, was it 1990? Yeah. World Cup? Yep. Yeah. For me, the best player of the tournament. Um, absolute 
top man, a nutter, but a genius. Gaza. Yes, Paul Gascoigne. What's what's your what's your favourite Gaza story? Crazy story you, you can tell us on here. <laughs> that, that was allowed. You can tell us. How many how many hours you got, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I know I know your time difference is, but if if we've got a, if we've got a couple of days, we'll talk about it and we'll just go over it. Keep on going over it. No, he's got some stories, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, when people talk about modern day box-to-box midfield players, today I don't think there is a box-to-box midfield player because of the way systems are and the way teams play. You've got a, you'll have a number six, or say an older midfield player, a number eight, a number 10, a false number nine or whatever you want to call it. But that guy had everything. I mean, he would run up and down that pitch all day long. He could score goals, he'd get his foot in and he had some ability. Proper, proper player. Oh, 100%. And he, was he as good in training or what type of stuff did he do in training that made you go, wow, what was the best thing you ever saw? Um, I just see so many things. Because I'm assuming that you only saw about 25% of his skill on the pitch. Because some of the stuff he was either never allowed to do or asked not to do kind of tricks and that type of stuff, the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, no, he was, I mean, when people say, like people dribbling with a ball, um, I mean, he was strong. Uh, He got past people so easy and he knew where the back of the net was. Um, uh, Absolute top, top player. Yeah. I have to agree because when you look at, we look back now, I mean, you look at what he did to, to, to literally games. He took control of games like he was on a different level. And you don't really see that too often. It's, it's like watching someone like um, a, a 16 year old playing with eight year olds. I mean, I mean, it was just too, it was just, too, it was just so, so good. And like, yeah. it was, it was unreal to see that. Yeah, and, I, and when you think what he did in the... It, it was Italian 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the guy was outstanding, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just... Um, I mean, it was just... For me, it was a pleasure to play with him. I played two and a half years with him, and it was a pleasure. No, definitely, definitely. And, and you're talking about Gascoigne. Do you think that... What I mean, why why do you think he he never managed to to settle at a club? Because he, on the whole, he was only kind of at places for. I know Tottenham was there for a little while, but after that, he very much jumped around Rangers, Everton, obviously the Italian clubs. What do you think kind of changed about him? Was it was it he just got bored, or do you think do you think the modern football changed and expectations or age caught up with him? Really, don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Uh, I think his move to Lazio was at the time obviously big news great move for him um, but obviously he had the injury he came back from which he got in the, um, in the was it the final? yeah in the final against, um, against Forest Forest, in Forest yeah which obviously Took a lot to get over, which uh, eventually did. And I think his move to Lazio was put on hold for a year. <clears throat> but then 
Um, after that, he had a, like you said, moving to different clubs. For what reason? I really don't know. Oh, interesting. So we got Gaza. He's got one of the balls. Who's got the other two? <laughs> right. This guy, if he's left and right foot was a set of golf clubs, then as good as naturally two-footed player that could put backspin on a football like golfers do with a with a with a golf ball. Um, for me, never got the recognition as an international player, which he should have, because I think if he was Spanish, if he was Brazilian or whatever, he would have got cap plus. Um, genius on the ball. Glenn Hoddle. Well. Glenn Hoddle. You got it. You got it. Oh, I didn't know which one it was. I was going to go one or the other. Who's the other? I don't know, because in no, case he says it in a minute. Yes, yes, that's true, why I'm true, not going to say it, in case he comes in a minute. Okay. okay. Glenn Hoddle. Ah. Yeah. I mean, Fan- fantastic. No. What can you say? What can you say? Naturally two-footed. I mean, how many naturally two-footed players... Uh, He'll take a corner with his left foot and he'll go over the other side, take it with his right foot. Um, I mean, he, he, he used to hit passes with the inside and outside of his foot, like he was sending, like he was doing a draw on a golf shot or a fade. It was like, it was amazing. <laughs> and again, I know we keep saying this. Do you think it was literally a case of he was ahead of his time? Or it was a style of football, the reason why he never got the recognition. And maybe that's why he went over to, particularly in France, and and did so well in France, playing for Wenger and people like that, and Monaco. That's what I'm saying. You've only got to look at Wenger. He's a good judge of a footballer. You see the people who ask him. Well, for him to take an Englishman to France, he's taken a chance, but he would have been exactly what... um, I mean, Glenn would have been exactly what Wenger... Would have seen him players because he 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 loves ball players um, and mm. you ain't going to get a better ball player than him that's for sure. No, definitely, definitely. And how many times do you see Hoddle and Gazza on the pitch together? Um, a lot. And where do you think you can fit both of those two into a team, or do you think they might? Well, um... If 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 I would have, if them two was on the pitch together, my third one would have been at the three of them. He would be the guy I would sit as the older midfield player. And the other two, I play either side of him to let him do what they A lot of damage, that's for sure. Well, they would be. <laughs> but the other one who I will go on to would just be the one who sits there and starts everything off. Okay. So we've got Gaza, Hoddle. Now, who's the holder? Clues. The holder is not a naturally number six older midfield, as as in a defensive midfield player, but play him. I would um, I would play him solely because we'd play out from the back. Total football. Pep Guardiola style. It's called Tiki Tack, as they say in Spain. So this guy came to England um, at very 
came to England at very difficult times with a fellow countryman after winning the World Cup and went on to have an amazing career at Spurs. Oh, come on, Mark. Got it. I got it. I've got it. What do you okay. mean? Look at that. What do you mean? Come on. He's, he's mentioned him already a couple of times, hasn't he? Yes. And he went on to become manager. I forgot the right one. Yes. I can't hear you, guys. Oh, can you not hear us? Can you not hear, can us? hear us now? I cannot hear. We can hear you, Vinny. Now you can hear us. Can you hear us? Hello, Vin. Can you hear us? You've muted it now. Now you've unmuted it. Can you hear us? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Yes. Can you I hear? I can't hear you. Why is that um, then? No idea. Can you Let's hear us now? Volume down. Unless it's just yeah, the volume. volume. No, keep, you keep putting it on mute and turning it off. He can't hear us, can he? Shoot. You still can't hear us. Can you hear us? You still can. That's Vin? it. Hey. Can you hear? Got it. You got it? Yeah. Oh, the idealist. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just... <laughs> so I'll just write down how to edit how edit around the Aussie idea a bit. <laughs> yeah. Aussie ideas. Yes. Yeah. Go on. When people talk about someone coming over to English football in terms of difficulties in terms of what was happening between the two countries as, as well and and that and being he was a total footballer very small very slight but I mean what a player absolute amazing and not only amazing player amazing person and um, I, I was lucky enough to play under him as a manager it was just absolute a joy mm. Is he the person who you modelled yourself on, or if not, who do you model yourself on as a player? I would say 100%. He helped me so much, um, and he took me under his wing when I was coming through at uh, Tottenham. Um, yeah, I would say definite. Definite Aussie. Never, no, he's... Never, never, never as good as him, but I mean, uh, he would have been... Uh, he, he was definitely someone that I looked up to. To be fair, to be fair Ben... You mean the midfield you've just picked there? I mean, that I think we'd be hard to push to find a, anyone else who we've done so far, Andrew, better midfield than that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, a few people. Marv, if you play, imagine Marv, if you played possession football, you're not getting it off them for a year. That's what, you know what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think the, the, the odd critic might say, oh, he's got no one in there who can tackle. But at the end of the day, look, if you've got the ball, why do you need to tackle? If it ends up in the back of the net every time you're going forward, why why do you need to tackle? You know? Yeah. I'll say that. But Gazza can tackle. Gazza would tackle. So, I mean, you've got the the, the, the aggression of Gazza in there as well. So. You've got Richard Goff and Gary Mather. I don't think you need to worry. No. No, true. listen, mate. That midfield, that midfield... That midfield was fine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So you got those in the midfield to provide assists and also chip in with some goals. Um, do you think that was something that um, you mentioned in your game? Was it something that you that concerned you in terms of scoring goals, or was it something that never you just went, "No, nah, it is what it is. I'm setting things up. I'm playing the ball around." 
in terms of getting the shots in and getting the goals in yourself? Um, yeah, I think I think obviously in the early part of my, my career, I was obviously playing um, say more of attacking role, midfield play, and of course you want to you'd like to be sort of double figures every season. Um, I you look at a, a Frank Lampard absolute nailed on every season, double figures. Um, yeah, of course, I'd like to have scored more goals. But then when uh, when Aussie took over, I actually sort of played as one of the the older midfield players as to to start the, the game off, uh, getting it off the defenders and started started to play off. So, and obviously your, your perspective change a bit, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I mean, yeah, I was never, um, never a prolific goal scorer, but I mean, I weighed in with with some important goals, so uh, so that was um, it was okay there. Yeah. So and you've and obviously you have travelled around a little bit across some other clubs. Um, I know you've mentioned so far quite a lot of uh, Tottenham and Tottenham players, which is where you grew up, and and that's and that's understandable. But you spent a bit of time at Wolves and Birmingham. What was that like in the Midlands? Yeah, two two very good clubs. Um, I went on loan uh, for three months to, to both of them when I was at Everton. And it was more, obviously, to get game time. Um, yep. And both uh, really enjoyable times. Um, but it was never um, going to be a permanent uh, move. It was really to, to obviously keep myself playing. Um, and uh, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the time at both of them. Yeah. So do you see it more as a shop window opportunity than anything? Yeah, definitely. Because no disrespect, at the time, uh, as Marv would know, uh, you had reserve teams. So if you weren't playing, um, say, for the first team, you'd probably turn out every now and then for the for the reserves. But no disrespect, people who come in to watch you, they'd rather see you in a more competitive game, i.e. whether it's at a Wolves or a Birmingham or, or somewhere like that, um, rather than playing for, say, Everton's reserve team, um, which uh, so my, my thought was obviously to get out and exactly probably more to be in the shop window. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So moving on to forwards. Forwards, up front, strikers. How are you, how are you going to set these guys up? Right. I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go um, with the number nine down the middle, a natural number nine. And then I'm going with two wide players, um, but I'm going to switch them. I'm putting the left footer is going on the right wing and the right footer is going on the left wing. Okay. So I will start, I will start with a, the left. You want to call him the wide left, if you want to call it that one. Um, right. Came from Barcelona to Spurs. Um He's not got a lot of pace, but his, his passing ability, his eye for goal and link-up play was amazing. He scored one of the best goals in, if I'm correct, the UEFA Cup final for uh. a Spanish team against Arsenal. <laughs> I said again? He scored a what? <laughs> He's got one of the best goals 
in the UEFA Cup final against Arsenal for a Spanish club? Oh. You got it, Marv? Yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah. Go on, then. Naeem. You got it. Naeem from the halfway line. As a Spurs fan, yeah. how many times did you sing that or hum that to yourself, Naeem from the halfway <laughs> line? The only thing that um, threw me, Vin, is that I, I just didn't see him as someone like out wide as that player. I thought he was more central. I, Naeem, I no, reason, reason, re, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if you, you, if you played him as a number 10, um, I think, but the way I've set my team out, yeah. if I don't play him then, if I'm going to have a big gap. I'm going to have, have to bring you across or something. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I need uh, I need someone else in it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but he wouldn't he wouldn't be some he would be somewhere someone like a a David Silver, right? A Fodden like now he would start out there, but he's not staying out there. He's coming yeah, inside, okay, yeah, and, yeah. and then just when the ball when the ball breaks down, he's going to go back into his position. Um, for the for the obviously the good of the team, but I mean as the play's going on, he'll just he'll wander wherever you you want him to go. But, right, um, right. Super talent, super super talent. How did he blend into that team to that squad? Obviously, at the time, he had quite a lot of um, Spanish speakers um, in that dressing room. Did he blend in quite well? Yeah, and he he, he spoke good English as well. Um, but I mean, he, he's uh, he was a good character. Um, Obviously, he didn't find it easy like any, a lot of foreigners come over. First of all, you have to adapt. But once he got his feet under the table, he um, he took off. Fantastic. Did you, um, did you did you speak to him after he scored that goal against Arsenal? And say a little thank you very much message to him? to him? I still speak to him, actually. Um, got his number on, on WhatsApp and that, and we speak because he comes over to Spain sometimes he does so- soccer camps um, and I think he's actually well he actually lives in Spain I think he's, he's based in Zaragoza um, so uh, yeah he's a, a real real nice guy Fantastic fantastic let's keep going across to the other side then other cutting in from the other side from Naeem Right this is a um, Spanish international Um Went to, had a big transfer from Spain to England at a very young age. Um, many say that possibly didn't do as well in, in England as he, he should have done. I'm of a different of opinion of that. Um, quick, naturally left-footed, uh, knew where the goal was. Came back to Spain and played for some seriously big teams as well. And again, full international um, for Spain. And God bless his soul. Um, unfortunately, a few years ago, I had a car crash and yeah. obviously no longer with us. Yep. Got, yeah. I got anger. I, I, this is Play game. for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, the dark... Ray, Reyes? Is it, is it Reyes? Reyes. Yep, Jose yes, Antonio yeah. Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. You play with him at yeah. Sevilla? It must have been. Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was a he was a class player. Super. Very very underrated in England, I think. Yeah, but, but yeah. I think he, when he played for Arsenal in particular, yeah. he was in the shadow of Burkamp and Henri, which <laughs> and Pires. You, you, I mean, you the, the the blessings Arsenal had when they brought Reyes in. I think that didn't help him as well. But yeah, a lot of people forget he then went particularly to. Yeah. I know went to Madrid. Did he go to Barca or did, I know he went to Madrid to Real? Um, was it Real or Atletico? Actually. Both of them, he played for both. Both of them, he played for both. Yeah, yeah, it's sensational. I think, I think, I think he went, he went, he left Arsenal, went on loan to Real Madrid, and then when he left Arsenal, he went permanently to Atletico Madrid. Yeah, um, and then he went back to Sevilla, um, where I think I think he ended up finishing his career in Sevilla. Yeah, went on that run when they won about. They won the Europa League, whatever it was, for about six seasons running when they were, when Sevilla were that good. Um, so yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. player. Yeah. Was he? Could you? Obviously, you were there when he was young. Could you see him doing as well as he did? And what's the difference between him compared to a player who you look at and go, "You'll be good, but you won't be that good." Well, I think with with him, you could tell he had a lot of talent. Um, you could tell he was hungry. Um, playing for his boyhood club, he came through the ranks at Sevilla and he's, he's a proper Sevillano. Um, so again, for him, it must have been his dream uh, to play for the club. And just from day one, when they brought him, say, from the B team to the first team, you could tell he had some super talent. I mean, quick... Yeah. Quick walk. I mean, he, he wouldn't have looked at a place on a running track. <laughs> yeah, you know it was quick. It was that quick. Wow. Wow. But I mean, you know what it's like, Mark, is people can be quick but can't run with a ball. I mean, yeah. he could run with a ball at pace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's a two different things, you know what I'm saying? And he um and top top player. Yeah, fantastic no, player. He was. And I think no, Andrew just said there, I agree that probably, like, I know you said some people might have thought he'd not have been a success as he was in England, but he was a little bit in the shadow of, like, the Henri Burkamps and um, um, Van Persie, what I think might have even been there. When Robbie, there P- well. Robert Perez and people like that yeah. were there. So. He, was, he was, I think he was in the, the area of the Invincible, you know, I think he yes. was. I think he was, yeah. Um, so, like I said, and he's only a young kid going into a dressing room like that with, I mean, what a talent of, like, they had in that dressing room. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 100%. No, definitely. Definitely. So you've got Naeem and Reyes. Who's putting the goals in? I'm guessing mm. this is going to be the worst kept secret in the world. Well, the guy... I'm you don't know. Who I've put you don't know, Andrew. Oh, come off it. Well, um, it's Phil Gray. He he was was decent. Don't worry about that, Tippy. Oh, he was. I'm being serious. And he played for Luton and he played for Tottenham. I'd I'd look a few weeks ago. He had a really good goal to game average, actually, at I'll tell, tell you, as Marv would know, you you'd know you've played against him as a centre half. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He put himself around. Don't worry. He um, did. But this guy, um, everywhere he went, 
he ended up top goal scorer. Scored God knows how many goals for England. Um, was more of a box player in terms of, wasn't a great link-up player in terms of getting involved outside the box. As soon as you put the ball in the box, mate, close your eyes because it's going in the back of the net. Um, and I'm sure you're probably, you've got a good idea it would be. Lineker. Gary, yeah. Gary Lineker. What a player. Yeah. And also came out, um, did the same as you. Proved himself in a, in Spain as well. Yeah, I mean, he went he went to what, Barca, arguably one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, and scored God knows how many goals, um, and obviously done very well there. Terry Venables had him there, Then when Terry came back to Spurs, obviously he brought uh, Gary along, which, um, yeah, natural goal scorer, natural goal scorer. Like I said, wasn't too interested in being involved in the game outside the box. Of course, he'd done his, his bit, but inside the box, he was uh, dynamite. Yeah. How do you think he'd go in the modern day with the pressing game? Um, yeah, I know I you'd change, you'd be able to do it, but do you think he'd have the fitness to do it? Well, I think uh, I think we'd all... Yeah, yeah. Fit of it now because I'm not being funny, even Marvel. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, with with the with the dietitians, uh, um, everything now is totally different. Right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, um, so I think, like now, I believe what you're saying. First and foremost, you have to be an athlete now. You have to be a super super fit person, and then your ability takes you to whatever whatever level it's going to go. Then, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I agree. And gone off. Now, as I was just say, mentioning about obviously he was a, a success at Barcelona and with yourself being at Las Palmas, how how did um, your club um, accommodate or plan to, because obviously the, the big two, Barcelona and Real Madrid, I think any result against those two clubs for one of the other clubs is a big, major success for them. So how did you plan, Min, or the club plan when playing those two teams? Well, when we used to go away to them, we used to take a bricklayer with us to like, build a wall in front of the building. Um, so, we, uh, so we had quite a few bricklayers who used to travel with us. So we, we never left because we got hammered every time. Um, but we played at, like, at Las Palmas. Uh, we beat um, Real Madrid 4-1 at home. So we had at Sevilla, uh, when I played for Sevilla, we beat Barcelona 3-0 away at, their, at the new camp. So what I'm saying is amazing challenges. <laughs> More likely than not, you're going to be on the wrong end of it. But you can get them on a bad day. Right. Uh, so um, I mean, so you would say, you're saying that it's a bad day for them rather than a very good day and good plan by you guys? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. They have to have a bad day. You can plan whatever you want, but if they <laughs> are on, on song, you're on the wrong end of it, mate. I don't care unless who you are. <laughs> I, was saying this, so I don't care. You could, uh, I could even bring my team there. We wouldn't have a chance. I'm, I'm thinking that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's uh, difficult, mate. Uh, so you picked Lineker in there, um, but obviously the other, you could have had big men up front. Uh, you could have had a big man as a target man. Is that not, um, I'm thinking of people like Duncan Ferguson. Um, who you play with at Everton, um, or 
even to a certain extent, people like Steve Ball. Did you pick that for a reason? Did you Do you think that a team, or is that just the way you like to play football? You don't like a target man because it kind of encourages a long balls? I'm glad you actually mentioned Duncan because Duncan is one of the best centre forwards I've ever played with. And people get the wrong impression that Duncan think he's a big guy. You have to knock the ball long to him. No, no, no. Duncan can play. He, he can hold the ball up. I mean, super strong. Um, very similar to like when Mark Hughes was at uh, United. I mean, I mean, with his back to the goal. If you if you fired it into him, he weren't losing that for love nor money. But as a natural goal scorer, yeah. Harry Lineker is is a natural. You know what I'm saying? Duncan would get your goals. Don't get me wrong. He'd get you a decent goal. But Lineker, you were getting 20 plus a season with your eyes closed with him. Yeah. Now, and that's what I was wondering about the formation. If if playing that formation with a single striker, you prefer to see a fox in the box rather than a big man. Yeah, that's what I would pick. Yeah. I would like to have, if I had a sub, I'd have had Duncan there. And going back to Duncan, I think Vinny would remember him. He reminded me of um, Mick Arthur, who I played with at Luton. Mick was like a terrorizer in the air, but with his feet, oh my gosh, Vin, he was unbelievable. Touch his touch. And Duncan Ferguson was very sim- similar in that he had a great touch, aggressive, and was more of a threat, obviously, in the air, like, like a lot of people think. But like you've just explained there, technically a real, real good player. Real good player. Mm. Exactly, Marvin. I think, like you said, Mick was a, a top, top player and, and, and that was exactly with Duncan. And um, people just think, like, you've got to launch the ball. No, no, no. Play it into him. He can play, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, totally agree with you. Fantastic. So, you picked your 11. Last question we have for you is, of all the managers that you have worked yeah. under, which is the manager you think either you've worked under that you've loved working under I know you mentioned um, one already. Or who do you think of the managers you've worked under would be able to manage this team? You want me to tell you his name or you're going to, you want to guess? No, just We're go gonna, for this one. Go for it. Oh, yeah, you want to guess? No, I go on, well, I, 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 I'm just going to throw, throw a name out. I'm going to, I'm going to say um, Ozzy. It's got to be Ozzy. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm... No, Ozzy... Aussie... Would have been, but the one to manage that team because of some personalities in there would have been Terry Venables. Yeah. Well, even though, I mean, Aussie, with the great respect to Terry, Aussie made it to the top, top, top level. So do you think sometimes that making it as a player to the top, top level doesn't mean necessarily you're able to then manage players from the top, top level? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, I think if you've played at the top, top level and you walk in a dressing room, you will get respect straight away. After that, then obviously it's our people's personalities. Um, I, you can't tell me that Jose Mourinho walked in his first dressing room at Porto, not being a, a player, and he had to earn that respect, which he'd done yeah. tenfold. Obviously, regardless of what people think about him, the guy's a serial winner. Um, proved it wherever, wherever he's been. Um, but someone like Ozzy will walk in a dressing room and will command respect. But Terry was also, he was a personality. He'd managed at big clubs by Barcelona's, 
had a decent career as a, a player, maybe not a top, top player, but was recognised name. Um, and it was just that I think personalities, um, he would have been the best one to handle that, um, that 11. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, fantastic, fantastic. And uh, before you go, um, Vinny, what we'd like to just ask is to, there are a lot of people who um, really love to hear about what you're doing now because uh, um, you're quite a, um, you're, you're not in the media much, you're not on um, and that type of thing. So what are you up to these days uh, as, a, as a person? Um, I'm still, still involved in, in football. Um, we have our agency here in Spain, um, and this moment in time, I'm in um, Sevilla, um, and then I'll be travelling around a bit. But it's uh, it's a way of be, keeping involved with with the game. Um, I was never one who wanted to go into coaching or managing, um, so this is probably the next best thing to to sort of stay in touch with the game. Are you, are you settled there now, then in Spain? Do you, is that where you see yourself now, residing now for the rest of your life? Or do you think maybe you might come back at any one point? Um, I think it'd be difficult to come back after being here for so long, Marv, you know what I'm saying? Um, so um, in an ideal world, probably would say this would be the place where we'd stay. Um, because obviously... Uh, the kids, my daughter was born here. My, my son was only one when we, we came here. So this is more home for them, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, so, yeah, so I, I, I can't see myself coming back to the UK. Oh, interesting. So you can well, carry on man. doing a bit of bit of, um, bit of work out there as an agent. So it was great to hear from you. And thank you so much for giving up um, your time, Vinny. Um, yes, really Ben, top man. Thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. And have you got anything you want to say to any fans or particularly, obviously, Tottenham fans? I know that's where you grew up, or any other fans from any other clubs? No, I'd just like to say one thing. Maybe one day, if Mitchell can actually find sort of an hour or so in his, in his agenda, uh, then maybe he should get on because I'd be very interested to see Easy Level. <laughs> Are you making a pitch, Vinny? For sure. Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, tell him, tell him, tell him, I was even thinking about putting him as, down as my left Oh back, my gosh. I, there was about, I, 20, I, there was, tw- there was 25 in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what and he, and he probably would argue then as well a reason why he should have been in, in your 11 he probably would do that wouldn't he Mitch he'll probably argue and say like no it, it, it yeah and he would convince you in the end to change yeah. it <laughs> because you, you, you'd believe him he, he'll tell you some good moments that he'd done that he, he would he would ask him about and let you say okay nice please put him in there yeah <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for your time. And that was Vinny Samway's My Best 11. Great. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, 
you can subscribe at my best 11 pod and leave us a five-star rating you can find us on twitter and instagram at my best 11 pod email my best 11 pod at gmail.com